The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we are going to discuss Enyo, the Greek goddess of slaughter and bloodshed. She, along with better known gods like Ares and Athena, was a war deity, one said to revel in the destruction of armies and the devastation of cities. Because of her perverse proclivities and morbid MO, she was much more in line with Ares than Athena. Ares was associated with bloodlust, brutality, and wanton violence, while Athena's own association with warfare is more accurately described by words like defense, strategy, restraint, and necessity. She was someone you would have invoked while devising a battle plan or organizing the defense of a settlement or city. With Ares, the point of it all was suffering and slaughter. With Athena, wisdom and warfare were interwoven. For her, war was a last resort, a tool of pragmatism, not an indulgence of pleasure. Alright, let's get into it. Virtually the only times Enyo features in the stories that culminate into the mythical mosaic of ancient Greece is during battle. As the goddess of slaughter and bloodshed, writers almost exclusively included her in their works when people were being killed and blood was spilt. In this way, she numbered among other gods and daemons who frequented the battlefield. Daemon is the ancient Greek word for spirits that were halfway between gods and humans, often functioning as minor deities, and is the antecedent for the English word demon. The gods and daemons who frequented the battlefield include Ares, the god of war, Phobos and Deimos, respectively fear and dread, Eris, the goddess of strife, the Charis, the trio of goddesses or daemons of violent death, described as horrid, nightmarish creatures who feasted on the fallen, devouring flesh and drinking blood. When battles are described by the poets of ancient Greece, and by later poets who wrote stories situated within the framework of the Greek mythos, usually some combination of these carnage-fueled characters is described on the battlefield. They foment conflict, fill forces with frenzy and fury, take part in the killing, and glory in the thick of the clash, champions pressing forward, and corpses littering the ground. A prime example that showcases this comes in the Fall of Troy, also called the Post-Homerica, written by the poet Quintus Smyrnaeus in the 4th century AD. It is a continuation of Homer's Iliad, serving in sequential fashion, narratively speaking, as an intermediary that bridges the Trojan War and the Odyssey, the account of the hero Odysseus's protracted and perilous voyage home, lasting ten years in all the gauntlet of trials and tribulations claiming the life of his entire crew, with only Odysseus himself actually making it back to Ithaca. While some of the most famous details about the Trojan War, such as the wooden horse gambit and the death of Achilles, are missing from the Iliad entirely, the fall of Troy fills in the gaps. Here's the passage from it that describes a multitude of gods in the tempestuous throng of the Greek and Trojan armies. The Achaeans pressed hard on the Trojans even unto Troy, yet these charged forth, they could not choose but so, for Eris, Strife, and deadly Enyo in their midst stalked, like the fell Aranese, the Furies, to behold, breathing destruction from their lips like flame. Beside them raged the ruthless-hearted Keres fiercely, 
Here Phobos and Ares there stirred up the hosts. Hard after followed Deimos. Enyo is the daughter of Zeus and Hera, making her Ares' sister, a fitting familial tie in that, looked at one way, she and Ares were each other's counterparts, together constituting the masculine-feminine dichotomy of similar aspects of warfare. With that said, it should be noted that Enyo's own prominence was nowhere near that of Ares, who was one of the twelve Olympians. Though there's no information of her being married, according to one source, Ares did beget a son by her. The name of this son was Enyalios. In the context of the Iliad and other older works of ancient Greek origin, he's an ambiguous figure, by turns an epithet of Ares and an independent entity. When used as an epithet, it was usually used when Ares was in the heat of battle, cutting an impressive and intimidating figure, weapons in hand, clad in armor. In later traditions, the two became disentangled and extricated, and Yalios as an independent entity, a minor war god of minute importance, became the prevailing portrayal. Though Enyo's existence is attested to even in the oldest works of Greek literature, specifically the Iliad, most of the work she features in came long after Greek power was at its zenith, the bulk of them produced between the 3rd and 5th centuries AD, hundreds of years after Greece was annexed and became a province of the Roman Empire. Pertaining to Enyo, the most important works are the Dionysiaca and the Fall of Troy, the latter having already been discussed earlier on in the video. The Dionysiaca is attributed to Nonus of Panopolis, a poet of the 5th century AD who lived in Egypt. The Dionysiaca consists of 48 books and has over 20,000 lines, making it the longest surviving epic poem from antiquity. Written in ancient Greek, the lingua franca of Egypt in Nonus's time, this part of the legacy of the conquest of Egypt by Alexander the Great hundreds of years earlier, it chronicles the journey of the god Dionysus to India and his eventual return to western lands. The narrative commences with the conception and birth of Dionysus, weaving in earth-shaking elements like Zeus's conflict with the monster Typhon, and incorporating the mysterious mythology of the god Zagreus, a deity from the Orphic tradition, who was slain and subsequently reborn as Dionysus. The epic culminates with Dionysus's ascent to Olympus, becoming enthroned among the other divine denizens of its lofty abode. In the Dionysiaca, Enyo is almost always paired with Eris, the goddess of strife, the two of them using their powers in concert like a baleful tag team. Eris foments conflict and, once her instigating influence took hold, opposing armies aligned up, each side poised to cut down the other. Enyo's own power then comes into play, gorging the ground with blood and suffusing the sky with screams. As well, they also brew and bring about conflicts of a different sort, one where the stakes are infinitely higher, divine duels. In one instance, Eris is described as encouraging Typhon, and Enyo is described as a neutral party, an impartial power that permeates the field of battle. Here's the passage. When Typhon and Zeus went forward to meet in battle, Eris was Typhon's escort in the melee. Nike, victory, led Zeus into battle. Enyo held equal balance between the two sides, between Zeus and Typhon, while the thunderbolts with booming shots reveled like dancers in the sky. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.